This week, we talk about food addiction. Also, we'll take the mystery out of muscle protein synthesis and check in to see if I'm any less fat. Let's get into it. You're a good air drummer. I can look like I'm drumming. <laughs> I liked it. I was going to make a Def Leppard joke. <laughs> Everybody old enough will get it. Yeah. Well, I just have one thing to say before we start here. Hi, I'm Josh, and I'm a sugaraholic. <laughs> Who isn't? What do you say back? Room of... Oh, welcome, uh, you, Josh. There you go. Okay. God... Grant me the serenity to accept the carbs I cannot change, the courage to change the carbs I can, and the wisdom to know the difference between total and net carbs. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Next up, <laughs> TED Talk about bees. All right, we're going to talk about food addiction, sugar addiction, carb addiction, whatever. And it's whatever, real. Whatever form it takes for you, we're going to talk about it today. Um, yeah, it's And if you don't think it's real, real let's go outside. Because I will fight you. I'll fight you for some donuts. <laughs> <laughs> fight you just because. All right, before we get into that, <clears throat> I'll talk about this uh, crazy thing that happened this week. I'll say it isn't so. Yeah. Bill and Melinda Gates are divorcing after 27 years of marriage. Well, the funny thing I thought about this is, I mean, she was married to a robot, right? Yeah. I mean, what more, what does she need? She came into his office and he had a whiteboard and it had pros and cons for marrying her. <laughs> and she laughed it off. Right. Like, it's like was there at any point of romantic attraction for her to him? I mean, this is. No, he's a billionaire. Right. Well, you know, and I don't know if I assume he was when, the, well, yeah, because they got married yeah, in the 90s. Later, yeah. Or, you know, so he already yeah. had made his bazillions. Um, or a good chunk of that. And I guess she feels like, well, I put my time in, so I don't need to hang out with this robot anymore. Right. <laughs> Maybe I have a chance at finding someone who's actually warm. Because uh, there's no way this guy can be romantic, right? I don't know. Like, does he walk down did you the watch the, hold hands? Did you or? watch the documentary with him on Netflix? No, I didn't. He's actually a pretty real dude. Is he? Yeah. He's clever. He's kind of funny, but weird as fuck. Well, I mean, like, he's super weird. I think he's calculated what would be funny in the moment. You know what I mean? Like, he programs himself to say lines that are funny. Maybe. You'd have to watch it. <laughs> I think it's pretty authentic. But but he is, he is very awkward. But how many... You know, truly brilliant people aren't a little out there. Oh yeah, exactly. But I, I just it fascinates me their their relationship. You know, one thing I, I read that was really interesting was even after he started dating his then wife Melinda, he still took his year, ex yearly trips with his ex to, to this cabin to a romantic like right. tropical getaway, right? With her permission. Exactly. I mean, so he's got billions and an open marriage. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it at all. Now I know why you hate him. But it did, uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of relevant. I mean, he's only on my radar because of, you know, hating meat and wanting to. Put microchips in us. Might put, yeah, the vaccine stuff, the hating real meat, the buying up. The, he's the largest farmland owner in, in America now. That, that kind of stuff just gives me the willies. Uh, but it did produce a bunch of cool memes. I hope you week. have. That, that's a good one. 
Yeah, it says, uh, for those listening, Mackenzie Scott settles her divorce with Jeff Bezos for $38 billion. Belinda Gates, hold my beer. Now, now <laughs> Mackenzie Scott needs to come back with, get back to me when you give it all away. <laughs> no shit. Well, well, Bill and Melinda Gates, I mean, they have that Gates Foundation, right? I yeah. Mean, they give away a shit ton of money. I don't know if you have this meme, but... Well, I'm going to show you a few here. My favorite one was the, it's not on there. Oh, okay. My, the best one by far, though, is mm-hmm. the one where it's a Facebook Messenger and it's Melinda's. Mm. And it's some dude just pops, slides into her DMs and it says, <laughs> he didn't deserve you. And then, and then like five minutes later, anyways, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so some of these are funny. It says, uh, it has an old school, like, Windows down time left. <laughs> yeah. Me being single and waiting for this day. Estimated time left 39 years. <laughs> Me on hearing Bill Gates is single. It's got Homer in a wedding dress going down the stairs. <laughs> Bill Gates. Oh, my God. Melinda is going to take half of my money. Jeff Bezos. First time. <laughs> oh, and then it has a, a bride running away from a wedding. When she was about to say her vows, but here's Bill Gates is now single. <laughs> And this one's funny. Bill Gates logging into his marriage this morning. It shows the blue screen of death. Your marriage ran into a problem that couldn't handle and now needs to shut down. Uh oh. <laughs> I don't get this one. Sending Bill Gates a selfie application and throwing away my phone as we speak. Apple, that's just a fruit to me now. Andrew, I don't even get this one. Do you get that one? Sending Bill Gates a selfie application. <clears throat> That one's like way way meme. That's too deep in meme dank culture for me. I don't I don't get that one. Um, and this one's funny too. So the Queen of England is newly single, and suddenly Bill Gates gets gets a divorce. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. The yeah, window but, is open. Boy, I mean, he walks into any club right now, and all of a sudden he's the sexiest thing on in the whole place, right? Yeah, for that reason, he couldn't go to one. Right. I mean, he's going to get attacked by people, single people now trying to hook up with him and be the next. I mean, because if you, if you hold, you know, a, I don't know, random sampling of women out there, how many would take that bullet for half of the fortune? He, how many years does he have left? Right. He's probably, what, 65 or something? Yeah. So she's going to take a bullet for, what, 15 years? <laughs> exactly. That is craziness, She's man. 25. Right. Gets to live like no one else on literally on earth for the second half of her entire life. Right. I mean, Belinda now, who, you know, I don't know what she did before she was married to him, but suffice to say, she wasn't going to make any 50 billion at right. whatever she was doing. Right. And now she's got 50 billion to do with but now she, she wants. Because the, the, the next 25 year old chick that latches onto him. He's going to go, well, you got to sign a prenup. She'll be like, that's cool. I'm just riding this out anyways. Right. <laughs> I ain't leaving. Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't think about that because, yeah, in order to protect his massive fortune, I mean, at this point, he's got, he's, he's, he knows that anybody coming at him is going to be a gold digger. Right. They got to be. So, but if he leaves it to her, he won't, he doesn't give a shit. You know what he's got to do? Remember that show? What was it called Undercover CEO? Where they like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The CEO of every sh- would put it on a disguise and then go work at like, you know, OK Tire. Yeah. Just it's... to see how the employees work. You should go work at Microsoft and Fargo. <laughs> right. And then put out a disguise on. And then that's the only true way see, you can ever nice find him. Yeah. Exactly. Find a true romantic connection. Yep. Craziness. All right. Well, that's Bill Gates getting divorced. 
produced a bunch of cool memes. <clears throat> sort of. <laughs> Another thing. Oh, this one too. Live view of Mike of Bill Gates's net worth from Microsoft, and then it says micro. <laughs> uh, that's good. Okay, I saw something else that was kind of funny this week. Uh, well, actually, I heard a radio commercial. Okay, and it just made me mad immediately. It was for eatright.org and was talking about eat your veggies, kids, and all the kind of normal, stupid government messaging that they use for food. There's nothing wrong with eating your veggies. Well, they didn't say eat your Pop Tarts. Well, true. (laughs) But just they, in my mind, they're prioritizing the wrong things. Okay. So one of the things they, um, I'm trying to remember exactly what pissed me off, but it made me actually go look up the site here. Oh, it's talking about registered dietitian, nutritionist. Oh, it was it was the protein angle. That's what made me mad. So they they basically tell you as far as you know how much protein you should be eating. And I'm kind of on a protein kick right now, like prioritizing. You know, I'm getting into Ted Naiman more, and his stuff is just it's resonating big time. He's gonna throw you for a he's gonna throw you a curveball in his last tw- tweet though. Oh, there's yeah. He, well, I got a couple. He's next here, so we'll, we'll he get talks to him. about vegan, yep. vegan no, P. I know, I know. P E. Yeah, he he's he's figuring out the troll game a little bit. He knows just how to tweak stuff just to get you to react. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, it talks about uh, on this eatright.org site here, um, getting the right amount of protein, and it basically says. You know, for us, 31 to 50 years old, daily protein recommendations, six ounces. You're in the next one. Not not yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. In fact, I won't be for a year and a half because I'm 49, so I won't be 51. And then this really annoyed me. It starts dropping. It says, you know, from six ounces, then when you're 51, you only need five ounces of protein a day. You should be maintaining that for sure. Well, and, and in my mind, this is way, way low. Okay, because six ounces of protein is, what is that like? How many grams? That like well, six ounces of nothing but protein. Right, or let's six, say is it, are they saying six steak? ounces of a source of protein? Yeah, that's what they're saying. Is Because that, there's fat and other things in a well, yeah, no, he, he, yeah, it's not just protein, right? But let's say it was just for the sake of calculating it. So there's probably what, how many grams, like six or seven grams per ounce. So he's they're basically saying for a 50 year old male, you should only be getting 40 grams of protein a day. And you know, if you most most of the new science and bodybuilders and you know the Ted Namans and the Saladinos and the Sean Bakers of the world are saying. One gram per pound of body weight. Or 0.7. Or, yeah, or 0.7 up to 1.5. Up to 1.5, yeah. Right, okay. So that would mean for me weighing 170 currently, I should be eating 170 grams. Is that a spoiler? No, no, 171. I, I stayed the same. Okay. Right. <laughs> but I should be eating 170. That's more than three times more than they're recommending. So to me, this is a completely off the base recommendation of protein. Thoughts? What, they use cookies. What do they know about protein? <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's whack. It's it's, it's whack. It's very vegan esque. Um, the the hard hard hardcore vegans, um, not just the plant based whole food folks, right? But the hard hard hardcore zealots all the way to that side. Mm-hmm think that protein is a farce. So 
They don't believe in protein. They do not believe. They think it's not beneficial. They, they don't think it's needed. Wow. Which is stupid. <laughs> that is just I'm, I, completely. I'm not trying to be harsh, up. but yeah. you, you cannot survive right. without protein. Exactly. People say, well, you can't survive without carbs either. Well, you can. I think you easily be, can. Because your body makes it. Exactly. So, but your body's body not going to make protein. Never. No. So, yeah, it's that's quackery, as they like to say on Trishan. Well, what bothered me was Twitter. this is a government site. So then, of course, our tax dollars are paying for this crap and paying for that stupid radio ad that I heard. And well, it's a five hundred one c. If it was government, to be dot gov. Uh, maybe that's the case, but yeah, but just, it's still quackery. It's yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and just uh, hearing this stuff just makes me mad because it. You, you have to fight all this inf- this misinformation that you're getting from all sides. I mean, it starts – and really, if you – we're in the super minority here by saying, you know, eat 1.7 to 1.5 grams of protein per pound of body weight. People know that, <clears throat> and they think they do it, but they're not even close. Not even close to hitting that, typically, but most people don't even know it, though. Unless yeah. you're in the nutrition and fitness sure, space sure. and you're really dialed in. I guess. Because yeah, there's no commercials grinding. on TV saying, make sure you get one gram of protein per pound of body weight, guys. No, and I don't think people understand how much that is. So then you got, you turn on the radio, you hear that, you turn on TV, and all you hear is this kind of stuff, government-sponsored food pyramid stuff. You go to school, what do they say? Here's your chicken nuggies. Balanced. and Yeah, you know, the ketchup is a vegetable and, and <laughs> pizza you know, the completely processed Whole crap. Wheat. So Whole you're eating that crust. all your school life. It's no wonder people are, number one, addicted to food like we're going to get into. You mean that chicken patty with mayo on it wasn't good for me? That <laughs> white, with, with that breading, white bun? Breading with the white bun, yeah, exactly. And corn. Corn is the vegetable. <laughs> and and if you did a la carte, you got those french fries that good. had a puddle of grease. But it, it it just angered me because that's what everyone is hearing all day as you're growing up. You don't have a chance. I mean, you have to somehow like, you know, it's kind of like the matrix, right? Somebody has to pull you aside and go, dude, you want, you really want to know or not? Take the pill. Do you want the red pill? Or just be stupid. Yeah. Or do you want to just like believe all the messaging you're hearing from the standard sources that but, is everywhere, but, or do you want to actually know? But not to get too deep into that whole matrix al- analogy mm-hmm. or metaphor or whatever is remember <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a metaphor. <laughs> Anyways, remember when he gets that one dude to be a traitor and he's like, this is the best dick I've ever had, even though I know it's not real. Right. And I don't care. Yep. So make me rich. And whatever it is, he doesn't care if it's real. He just cares about what he feels. Yep. That's we. That's every day. Yeah. We we see it around us every day. I yep. don't care how sick McDonald's makes me. Yeah. I just exactly. care how it makes me feel. Right. That's true, man. And it's sad. That's what I'm saying. It's criminal. Exactly. <clears throat> but yeah, you if you don't seek this stuff out, and or have somebody tell you, mm-hmm. you know, like that, like your, hopefully your parents, right? But or hopefully, the is none hopefully of our a guy parents, you know on Facebook that never shuts up. <laughs> right. Or, you know, if you're, you're happen to catch this podcast or something, but if you don't, you're, you're just going to grow up thinking that, you know, eating six ounces of protein a day is a Why wouldn't you believe optimal? This? Why wouldn't you believe that? Right. 
Exactly. It's, it's everything's spelled right. It looks nice. It's a, it's a fancy website. Exactly. Yep. So how, they wouldn't know, lie. Right. And why, and why would they, why should they believe us? Right. For sure. Well, what I do is I look at, I want to emulate people that have succeeded. So I look at, you know, the, that's why you can never be the fat trainer. You know, so when I look at the the Saladinos and the Bakers and the Ted Namens yep. of the world, they're all ripped and jacked and kicking ass. Right. And you look at the Greg Dr. Gregors, and it looks like, you know, he would snap in half at, at the at a strong breeze yeah, headed he, his way. Very frail. <clears throat> you know, so just for me it resonates when people are successful and they're and it's something you can't really hide. So you know, I, I seek out trying to replicate those types of results. Um, I don't know anybody that would want to look like Dr. Gregor, except for the fact that he's not obese. I'll give him that. He's skinny fat, though. Skinny fat. But, he you know, if he's got a suit on, he doesn't look, oh, you know, he doesn't look fat. He, I mean, I wouldn't want to see him naked. Um, it's weird that that even entered your mind. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> just speculating what's under there. So at some point you actually went, would I want to name Nick? <laughs> no. No, I, I wouldn't. I pictured it, though, <laughs> and I did not like it. Oh, my God. Now you made me picture it. What's the opposite of... <laughs> we need that... Yeah. Well, right, but, I mean, you look at Ted Naiman versus Dr. Gregor, and you go, well, which one, which one of these guys looks healthier to me? But you're cherry-picking. <clears throat> yes. There are super buff vegans. There's a few. Yeah. There's a few out there. Yep. But like you say all the time, what do they got in their gym bag? Whey protein. Yeah. Or, or soy protein. They're dry scooping it behind the behind Yeah, the it gym. could be soy protein, but you know what it is? It's 0.7 to 1.5 per gram of body weight. Yeah, they're having, because their vegan diet is not getting them there. No. They're going to have It to. can't. Right. It can't. And actually, uh, okay, so that brings me to, uh, this is kind of, speaking of Ted Naiman, I mean, let's just bring up his... Actually, he had – okay, let's bring up his picture here. I mean, you know what's sad about this? He's, like, exactly my age. I mean, so the guy's, like, almost 50, right? Sad for you or him? For me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know – I'm just checking. Yeah. Look at him on the left. Oh, he's you. This is great. No, not not anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the middle, bitch. Right. I know, but that's not funny. <laughs> This is very telling. Same weight in both photos. Mm-hmm. Ooh, right? So he's not very heavy. He's not he's a pretty light guy. But you know, he and he was probably, I don't know, like 160 or something, and then he's 160 here, but just freaking lean. He would be in one of those gym fail videos with like 140 on the bar. Right. He's got no muscles and he's got, you know, a little squishy. Um he's got a little bit of moobs going on. Right. And he totally turned that around. But <clears throat> anyways, he has this um a really good formula for okay. Now remember, this is Ted Naiman, so we're talking about a guy who prioritizes protein. That's his whole shtick. His whole gimmick is not a gimmick. Well, his whole so, angle that he, that he's yeah, approaching for optimal yeah, his health methodology. Methodology, it's, and this is why he pisses off the keto people, pisses off the carnivore people, pisses off you know the standard American diet people. Obviously, it pisses off everybody, everybody. because it says he and he doesn't go run around going. Because I'm reading his book right now. Yeah. And he doesn't run around going to the vegans, you're wrong. No. Keto, you're wrong. You're wrong. He goes, you're right. You're right. Yep. You're right. You're all right. Yep. Mostly. 
You're just wrong on the ratios. You're just prioritizing the wrong thing. Right. That's all he says. So just so everyone knows what, you know, his, his angle is that you prioritize protein and then it almost doesn't matter if you eat carbs or fat in what addition to the protein yep. because you're eating so much protein, it's such a small percentage that it doesn't really matter that much. You're and, prioritizing protein and then you're picking carbs or fat. Or fat. Not and fat. And because the, the limits, the amount will be limited because you prioritized protein and protein dissociating. Mm-hmm. It's real hard once you hit your protein goals to overeat on carbs or fat after the fact. Like his example, he says, is, you know, have a lean piece of chicken or eat a bunch of, you know, and once you hit your goals and it's a lot of protein and then, okay, eat a, eat a potato. Well, how much of that can you possibly eat? Right. It's freaking gross, you know, when it's no butter, no sour cream. You're not mixing the no fat cheese. and the carbs. It's right. just a potato. Yeah. Or, you know, a salad, giant salad or whatever. You know, he's not. But by definition, your your amounts of those are going to be restricted because of all the protein you ate. So. Well, yeah. You can't. It's way harder to overeat. But, and you're going to help yourself start identifying hunger. Yeah. Um, the only reason that you say that potato by itself is just gross, because you're not hungry. Right. If you were starving, you'd eat the shit out of it. Yeah, because yeah. it would be good. Yep. Hot, yeah, that, warm, starchy, tasty. You'd, you'd love it. Yep. But you know what's always freaking tasty? A bag of potato chips. It doesn't matter if you're hungry or not. Exactly. You then be, you could, I could eat. You could be stuffed. Yeah. And somebody hands you some Doritos. Still you're like, some oh, all right. Yeah. What the I hell? can have a couple. But if, if I was stuffed after Thanksgiving dinner, somebody handed me a raw, oh, not raw, but a, just a plain baked, baked potato, potato, I'd be like, get out of here. I'm good. Man. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the hyper palatability is, is what makes it dangerous. So right, he, right. Yes, yeah, so and that's he, the combination of the sugar and the fat. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what makes it real dangerous. And we're going to get into that when we talk about the food addiction. But I wanted to talk about how. Okay, so we did. We just you know once you decide your protein targets, and we've talked about this before. So let's say you're hitting one gram per. Makes it easy per math. pound of body body weight. You know, you kind of know your targets. And now this is how to tell when you're looking at food and nutrition facts labels how to tell whether something is a good source of protein or not. And his basic ratio is if the protein is like he has an example here. So calories per serving is 130. Protein per serving is 15 grams. Multiply 15 times 10. That's 150. 150 is greater than 130. So this passes the test. So he's basically saying if the protein doesn't make up in grams, isn't at least 10, you know, 10% or more, 10% or more of the total calories. That's a good quick way to judge when you're looking at the nutrition facts labels. So if the calories per serving was 200, it better have 20 grams of protein or don't eat it. Sure. Which is good luck. Right. But it eliminates a lot of shit. Beef sticks. Right. (laughs) That's about all you can eat now. Well, like he's got uh, well, some, some cheese, probably got some examples here. This Telemuk, um smoked sausage kind of jerky stuff. Oh, okay, my bad. You know, right. <laughs> well, okay, it says meat, but he's saying that that's bad. He's saying it's bad because the protein is only nine grams, but it's one hundred twenty calories. So he's saying the calories better be ninety or less. So pro- the protein needs to make up a higher percentage of uh, the calories, right? 
Whereas, so so that's this, okay. He's got just to compare. So as a good example, he's got Sargento string cheese, forty five calories. See, it's lower calorie food, and it's got six grams of protein per serving. So sixty is higher than forty five, obviously. So the percentage wise, you get more protein per calorie out of the Sargento string cheese than you do out of this zero sugar smoked sausages. And see, that's a little bit of a light bulb moment. You know why? Because I would say, and he purposely chose these. Yep. examples to and, fuck with you because oh, for meat, sure meat you would go oh definitely meat's higher well yeah i would but say he's meat. saying no nope. look for the meat i would always think that too exactly but you know what else he's the the other thing he's messing with and everyone who listens to us both of you that listen religiously <laughs> is gonna is gonna go whoa 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 wait a second you son of a bitches because <laughs> guess what click it's, back it's on the sons of bitches click back on the cheese and here we are singing Naaman's praises. Yep. All hail Ted. And guess why that Sargento is green and only 45 calories? Reduced fat. Milk. Low fat. <laughs> yes. See the fucker. He fucks with me. Because we're coming from a keto, a keto, you know, keto and carnivore kind of perspective where we do not demonize fat. And right. We've had done episodes yep. where. Don't be afraid of fat. Don't be afraid of fat. Fat's good. He takes a low fat, more low fat approach because he says protein should be the priority. Stack protein. Everything else will take care of itself. So but pick fat has to be has to be a lower percentage. Yep. So like so, you know, I'm sitting here saying make your protein shakes with heavy cream. He's saying no, no, no coconut no. milk or skim or almond water. Is, almond is what I use. Or almond. Yeah, something lower fat. And yep. I'm like fuck because I was like just convinced myself that. The good fats and heavy cream are the best, but it's like they're so high in calories, right? That's why. It's the protein to calorie ratio. That's why he says chicken, fish. Yes. And you know what? Egg whites. Oh, you know what he says? He says the perfect, because people always give him shit about eggs. Like, what about eggs? They're like, nope, too much fat. He, He says if you make eggs, and I forget his exact ratio, but it's like, Three egg, egg whites, one egg. one full egg. Yeah, so that yep. way it you know emulates regular eggs more than just egg whites. Right. But you get your protein up, calories down. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. That fucks with me because I would have said eat as many eggs as you can. And, and here's, the, here's the funniest part, and it's making all these nutrition nerds just freaking lose their minds. And me. But you know what it's doing? You know what Ted's going back to? He's going back to all that bullshit bro science with the bodybuilders and their little Tupperware dishes. Right. <laughs> and they're, it's, everything's coming full circle. Yeah. Like, okay, here's an, the first comment. It, if this is the case, what about eggs? 80 calories per egg with seven grams protein. Egg whites. Bam. Yeah. He says, he, he mixes egg whites and, and <laughs> one says, egg. How's that working for you? No, a guy says, personally, I try to avoid reduced fat anything. In this case, I'd reject both. And he said, how's that working for you? He's got a picture of a dog in yeah, his profile, then, so he may not seem to put himself Ted's there. ripped. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he says, okay, here's a big one, too. I'm going to disagree on this. Bacon. It's always worth eating. And Ted says, turkey bacon. Boom. See? Fuck. Yeah. I would have never bought turkey bacon. I would have said, skip that shit. Just get regular pig bacon. That's what I have. Yeah, turkey bacon? Turkey sausage. Yeah, fuck, man. It's, it's, a, it's hard to wrap your brain around it. It's a, when you're... Prioritizing protein, by definition, fat gets limited, so it, it eliminates a lot of these my go tos, ribeyes, because I was purposely oh. going for the fattiest cut of meat. Yep. And he's saying no, 
And I used to get the fattiest ground beef I could get, 80-20, right? Not the 93-7 or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking, fuck, now I got to... I got to rethink this if I'm really trying Dude, to prioritize protein. I have, in my fridge right now, all my prepped food is 90-10 beef yeah. and chicken breast. Right? And that's better it's all than pretty the 80, low fat. Better yeah. than the 80-20. So. It's all protein. Like my lunch today was a plate, a plate about this big, mm -hmm. half of it with the ground beef, the other half with chicken breast. Mm. And then I put that in the microwave with chopped up mini peppers. Mm. And then I, two minutes in there, and it kind of steams with that little cover you put it on in the mm -hmm. microwave. And then I put, put like half a jar of original, like organic fresh salsa with right. zero grams of carbs, zero sugar. And it's like a little taco bowl. Yeah. And it's all protein, hardly any fat, it, and it, zero carbs. For me, it's a paradigm shift. Because I would have said before, eat as whole eggs are like literally the perfect food. All contained in one It's shell. a paradigm shift. I agree with everything Ted is saying. He's he's sinking in. He's sinking in. Unless you go keto. Right. And then you go all fat as your fuel source. So if you go all fat as your fuel source and you cut your carbs down to nothing, well, your then you're going to need, but, but then you're going to need fat. So that's fattier cuts come into play. Right. But then by definition, because in keto, what's the ratio of fat to protein? It's flipped. Yeah. It's 70. 70% fat. Yeah. Right, and he's he would, uh, and that's where him and Gary Tobbs go at it. Right. See, I feel like my mommy and daddy are fighting. <laughs> I don't like it because you know I'm a Gary Tobbs disciple, right? He was the first guy that got me into this shit I, at all. But I and I just we literally just read his book Case for Keto, and then yeah. now Ted Naiman's creeping in. Like, what do you think about this shit, huh? But in the end, Ted's a doctor. Yeah, Gary's a journalist. I know, but so is freaking Gregor though. Gregor's a doctor. Dr. Gregor, yes. So I don't like that appeal to authority anyways, just because that's, like you've said before, that's just somebody who can memorize a lot. Right, right. You know, good, I, I want guys that have, You're a good reader. I want guys up. that have studied this stuff. Right. And right. are working with patients and are, you know, making these recommendations and seeing results. To me, that's what, what ultimately matters. Um, and Ted, you know what the... One of the things that gravitates me towards Ted... Sorry, Dr. Naaman... Yep. is both the the super polarizing the binary zealots on the far vegan side and then the far carnivore side mm -hmm. they or can't. far keto far keto too yeah but i put keto carnivore in the same yeah, but kinda. they can't poke holes in them right they can't get to them no neither side can get to them I, i've heard a few debates where he just they sort of end it and they just agree to disagree. You know, it's kind of like, right. but yeah, they never has, he said, well, you know, you, you bested me. No. And never has anybody said, and when I say they can't get to him, like go spend any amount of time on Twitter and, tr and find me where someone is blasting Ted Naiman. Right. That is credible. They try. I mean, they shit yeah. on him, but then he basically, he just replies back very confidently, like, how's that working for you? The f no, 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 no. The <laughs> yeah. the regular everyday Twitter trolls yeah. shit on him. Right. But I'm talking about reputable people right. within the nutrition space. Yeah. They can't get to him. No. it's He's kind of crept up as a real force. Mm -hmm. It's going to be interesting in the next couple of years to see, because, you know, people like did the keto thing and the carnivore thing, and they kind of pick their camps, you know, and you have your branding and stuff. And if you start rethinking... 
you know, you can't be like, let's say Paul Saladino, he's a carnivore MD, right? Well, you can't all of a sudden be like the protein guy. Protein MD. Right. You know, you have to change your whole freaking approach. Get that handle and sell it to him. <laughs> exactly. But see, that's where, and I get a lot of shit for f- flip-flopping and b- changing You're trying my to mind be legitimately open-minded. I am. I really right. am. And if, and if something comes along and I try something or if something works, I'm completely transparent about it. Yeah. That's why I'll never, that's why when we talked about Phil Collin, the guitar player from Def Leppard being right. 63 and freaking shredded yep. and he was vegan and, you know, I had to admit the guy, it's, yep. the guy's, you he can't didn't shit look on like Gregor. Guy. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. You can't shit on him. He, he's whatever he's doing, it's 25 working. years older <laughs> than Gregor. Exactly. It looks like he could be Gregor's kid. Right. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Well, so that's a quick way to figure out if you're getting enough protein in, in the nutrition facts. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, interesting stuff. Okay, well, women, 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 women. That's the, they're the worst violators of the protein principles. Not eating enough? No, no, not even close. Because is it because they don't want to get big? Yep. Don't want to get bulky? Don't want to get muscular. <laughs> don't want to get all muscular. Like we say, no one's ever become a bodybuilder by accident. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to accidentally get fit. Sorry. Right. Yeah. No shit. In fact, yes, you probably have muscles to, are fit. You probably have to take some massive freaking PEDs in order to get. Have you seen this? The the chick that holds like all the deadlift records, Steffi, somebody, Steph Cohen. She's freaking. Got to be taking some. Uh, oh, she's natural. You think? Yep. Steph Cohen's natural. She's. I mean, her freaking shoulders are. She's like that's her job. She's got genetics and she works hard. We have to do an episode on the PEDs because I've seen a few, like Greg Doucette and the More Plates, More Dates guy. Oh, yeah. Natties or not on them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Okay, but before we... uh, I think, yeah, that's a whole other show. It is, Because people, the the go-to is, hey, look at that guy in the Lamborghini. (laughs) Trust fund. Right. No way he worked hard. You assume, yeah, no one ever earned it. Look at that guy's rip. (laughs) Steroids. Right. Nobody ever earns it. It's right. always cheating. It's bullshit. People do earn it. There's Anyways, some, yep. that's another show. All right. That's another show. We definitely need to cover that. Um, so we talked about uh, protein. I, I came across this uh, this website the other day, which is very telling. And we're going to do an episode on vegans coming up. <laughs> but uh, there's this thing called the Vegan YouTuber Fail Leaderboard. So this guy started tracking. He noticed vegan YouTubers would, would stop being vegan. Because they finally just couldn't admit, they had to admit how much it was destroying their health. So he started tracking any YouTube vegan star that had more than 100,000 followers on YouTube. He kept First tra- of all, bro, get a life. <laughs> but anyways, go on. <laughs> well, he's trying to I get it, keep but- track of misinformation and bullshit. Because vegan is very in vogue right now. It's very popular, the whole food plant-based, you know, game changers, all this shit. And a lot of people are following these people because they are very, you know, pretty and they, you know, shoot highly edited videos and stuff. And they're, it's really appealing. So, but it's funny that most of them start dropping off. So of the list he started, there was like, I don't know, a hundred basically. And 44 have quit or no longer vegan anymore. Because <laughs> it's hard. Jenna, well, Jenna Marbles is vegan. And they're, they're, Health failed so spectacularly. They had, and they tried to hang on as long as they could. Like you know, who did John their Venus? health did their health deteriorate? Yeah, or, you know who John they... Venus is? No, 
he was a vegan bodybuilder. He got busted because on his own YouTube video, there were some eggs in the fridge, and viewers caught it. Of course. He, he finally had to admit, was, yes, yes, I, I eat mean, eggs, because he could not make it work. I've been snorting protein. <laughs> he couldn't make it work. No, of course he couldn't. So, you know, there's all these stuff. We covered that. Right. That's a real thing. Yep. So, yeah. So, see, oh. I bet you that Logan, up Logan, where you Paul. Scroll, Logan yep. Paul, I bet he quit because he had to fight. Right. <laughs> and he did. And he won. Exactly. And there's a, like this Ravana. I think she was the one that got busted with some fish on her plate. Oh, seriously? And, I'm pescatarian. Right. And then she had to come clean. That's a ribeye. Because her hor- hormones are being destroyed. Mike Tyson quit? Yeah, he's not vegan. What? Or like that Kai. He was all in. The Kai Green guy. Kai you Green know? didn't quit, did he? Oh, yeah. He, he just advertised some he couldn't. fake meat for a while, and then he went right so back to So Mike freaking. Tyson quit. Yeah, he's no longer vegan. So, that actually, that's actually kind of sad. Yeah, so there's a lot of, you know, there's a... Of the ones that he's tracked, half high have, carb Hannah. Yeah, half have given it up. So I'll put the link in the show notes. Of course, you can. I'm check. just interested in the famous people. Tori Sturton, all this thing in spelling. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty funny list. Um, but man, if you go and check out some of these people, I mean, some are very, very vegan gains. Oh, that guy's such a douche. But yeah, here's the John Venus one. So you know, I don't know if he if this will just bring up his YouTube. Hello, everyone. John here. Welcome. Yeah. So there's you know. I'm no longer vegan, but now I... Yeah, how to deal with hate featuring vegan gains, you know? How, yeah, now I, my bench went up 75 pounds. he was like crying and apologizing when he, you know, had to admit that he was, he couldn't do vegan anymore. And he wasn't well. Right, he wasn't not well. And it just about wrecked him. I'm interested to see what he's doing now. Yeah. Well, you know, check out his channel if you want to. I'll look you know, at that later. What I eat in a day and all that kind of stuff. You know, he he covers all that. Um, interesting stuff. Um, yeah, it really is. It's it's interesting because really, see if it was they... if it was optimal for you, why wouldn't you thrive on it and not have to quit the diet, right? Because you weren't healthy. I know, but I'm saying it, it's pretty obvious why you it's quit. Not optimal, right? If you're having to quit doing it and you want to hang on because that's his source of income. Being a vegan YouTube star was his total claim to fame. So you want to hang on to that as as hard as you can. So you're going to try to make it work way longer than you probably should. So it's kind of interesting. And, you know, there's all these ex-vegans now that are coming out and talking about it. I'm interested to find out what his actual health concerns were. Right. But he made a whole video crying and talking about, you know, he didn't want to deceive people and he tried, but he just couldn't, he was just unhealthy. It could have been genuine. I give people benefit of the doubt. Well, I think he is genuine. He tried to make it, he tried as hard as he could and and the fact, he could not ignore the facts. Right. Yep. Because, you know, like science, we always say. The, science wins. The, you know, the, you can't be a fat trainer. Well, if he's a bodybuilder and he's trying to be an optimal fitness he could not make it work. And he was seeing all kinds of other nasty hormonal effects. Um, so I want to talk about this story here. I really want to see this movie, by the way. Mark Wahlberg, hey. You're, I, Have you been watching Wall Street? Uh, you mean the stock market? No. Or what do you the mean? The 
the oh, reality oh, show no, on no, no. He's HBO got a, Max. He's got a documentary. No, it's called. I, I it's a re, well. It's a reality docudrama reality about Mark Wahlberg. About him and his businesses. Oh, gotcha. And it's okay. called Wall Street, spelled W A H L. Yeah, gotcha. it's pretty. It's pretty good. These guys know how to make the cash. I tell you that. I mean, his whole family. He's got. They got the Wahlbergers, which would all fail if it wasn't for him. Well, the premises and the concepts behind them are complete bullshit. <laughs> like F forty five, his fitness clubs. It's just a ripoff of CrossFit. They're just using his name, yep. basically. But I thought it was interesting, though, that because uh, he's he prides himself on being super ripped all the time, right? And he's, you know, in his 40s now. Yep. And for this role, he had to gain 20, and he's going up another 20. He's going to be 40, 40 chunky. What? Above his. He has to be fat? Yeah, he's going to be he fat. He has to be thick. Because he's going to be a fat, uh, uh, former boxer for this role. Oh. So it's after his boxing career and he. Okay, that's lets not the movie I was go. thinking of. Okay. And then he becomes a priest, I think. So it's kind of funny because look at him. Oh, yeah. Look at that gut, man. How much is that? He hate that. Oh, he despises it. Just imagine him walking by a mirror every day and just going, damn. Because, you know, for 30 years he's been jacked and pretty but, lean. But guess what? It's like what Bill Burr's bit when Bill Burr talks about get people getting fat. Yeah, he's like that picture, Mark, Marky Mark on the right. That took nothing. nothing. That took you just. No. Well, how'd you do that? He did I that. did nothing. He did it in a few weeks. <laughs> I did nothing three weeks ago. Right, and now he's already up this much. So how? Yeah, you can destroy yourself in no time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's going to take him a lot longer than three weeks to get back down to this. But not as long as a regular person because, you know, he's got that muscle memory and he'll go right back to the discipline that he had before. Well, because it'll be for a new role or because he has an image to uphold and yep. he has public appearances. and Yeah, you can't walk around the beach looking like this. That's not Marky Mark. Oh, hell no. Yeah, craziness. You don't get to be Marky Mark by looking like that Marky Mark. I always wonder, like, well, Christian Bale is the one that's – fascinates me the most because he went from, I mean, I think it'd be easy to get fat. I mean, you just I can drink a it. bunch of milkshakes. I can prove it. Dare me. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's, that's easy to do. Right. Christian Bale went from regular dude to jacked for Batman, right? Like pretty muscular, pretty ripped yep. to freaking looking like a Holocaust victim for the machinist. Yes. Like a hundred and barely a yeah. hundred pounds, like yeah. nothing. Yep. Literally starving to death. That can't be emaciated. That can't be good for you long term. Like no, but it's not long term. And he just did it for a movie. But I wonder if he has effects from that. Just getting if you get down to you know, nah, probably not. No Short term, one. just to shoot a movie. But if you know. did it all the time, how much did that would suck though? It would have been miserable. You don't know want how much you'd be hungry non freaking stop. Eh, I don't know. I'm sure he had some medical intervention. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, you find out all Take these. some Glenn, next thing you know, you're 118 pounds. Well, even I think Marky Mark is on TRT. Okay. You know, I mean, especially these older stars that are oh, still yeah. hanging out a lot of muscle. I mean, they're uh, a lot of times they're taking the old testosterone. We have to. Um, which now is completely accepted. I mean, it's not even. You know, I do it. It doesn't seem like it's cheating. You know, it just seems like. A, I've been I've been doing it for 18 months. Wow. Two years. No, is that I was drastically low. No, is that because it was well, you're an anomaly, like your levels just your body just wasn't doing what it was supposed to do? Yep. Yeah, it was medical. Or is it just because of age it just starts to drop for everybody? Both. Yeah. But normal range is three fifty to nine fifty. 
I was 176. Holy shit. Yep. That's low. Yeah. So it's low, you, now it's quality of life. How do you that to, low? How do you have to take it? Is it like a pill? Injection. Or? Oh, injections. Okay. Yep. Straight up. Straight up shots. So it's like what Mark was. So shots, shots, shots. You and Mark Wahlberg taking the pins. But getting pinned. It, uh, to put, everyone's like, oh, so you're doing steroids. No. And we'll, we'll do a show on that. You're this. just getting up to regular Just getting level. up to normal levels. Yeah. Yep. I'm just, it's like if you were a diabetic, if you were a type 1 diabetic and your body wasn't making insulin, what would you do? You'd take right. some to get there. i take steroids. That's all I'm oh, doing. Yeah. Well, you kind of would. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. a hormone. Right. So it's, yeah. I mean, I strongly, 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 strongly urge anybody any male over 50 to go get tested because if you're if you get super sleepy or if you're having trouble with per- perfect timing mm-hmm. if you're having trouble with that <laughs> um there's not as much uh wind in the sail if you will <laughs> um that all goes away wow. trust me yeah right so it's uh it's worth getting checked out yeah, at least peace of mind just to know well and just for like being in shape Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's why these guys are using this stuff, and that's why guys that are 21 use it too because they just want to Well, and here's the difference. And here's the difference. I use – I take one milliliter once a week. Right. Guys that are doing, air quotes, steroids are taking like 3,000 milliliters (laughs) like twice a week. Yeah, Yeah, they're just – Yeah, it's it's, – They're trying to go cray-cray. Yeah, there's – there's a lot of misconceptions, and I beg you, literally, I beg you, go for for your, a, for your quality of life, go check it out. Is that a blood test? Yep. So they can tell the level of testosterone right, yep. in, the, right in the blood? Yep. Good idea. All right. Well, let's get into our term of the week here, which is muscle protein synthesis. So stick with the theme. Yep, yep, yep. So this is, you know. Talking about eating protein, we're talking about being vegan, and then people can't maintain the vegan lifestyle. How much protein should you eat versus keto, and you know the fat to protein ratios, all this stuff. Um, so, muscle protein synthesis. Here, I'll just read this definition here. So, protein is the building block of muscles. Muscle protein synthesis is a naturally occurring process in which protein is produced to repair muscle damage caused by intense exercise. It is an opposing force to muscle protein breakdown, MPB, in which protein is lost as a result of exercise. And now what are you doing when you're benching and going to failure? You're trying to cause tears in that muscle fiber, right? That's actually what is happening, and that causes That's hypertrophy. Exactly, and that causes the muscle protein breakdown, and then this process kicks in, MPS, muscle protein synthesis, to repair that, and guess what it needs? Protein. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's freaking right there. It's not saying muscle carb synthesis. No, <laughs> you know it's saying muscle protein synthesis. So, That's why vegans typically are not muscular on average. Yep. And then, well, if you check your email, I sent a graphic that because people are going to say. <sighs> I don't know why I didn't think of this earlier, but people are going to say, well, why didn't you? Or So then what should we eat? So we can show them that graphic a little later. Yeah, talk about. So talk about what you think muscle protein synthesis. Like, was this something you were aware of? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, it's very, very 90s um, bodybuilder. Um, get your get your protein in um, within your anabolic window and blah, blah, blah. Here's so, yeah, the, it, it's been pretty common. Um, so, yeah. So, okay, so it says PDCAAS, the, the PDCAAS of some common protein sources. So is that basically amount of protein? It's branched-chain amino acids, yeah. Oh, branched-chain, okay. Yep. Gotcha. So milk. Oh, that's why whey protein is, that's why all these protein shakes or, or protein powders are made of whey. Bingo. Okay, that's high. And that's egg why, white, remember, when egg said, white. remember when I said not the ribeyes, but egg whites, tuna, chicken. Yes. Beef, right. is, beef so, is right there. So whey, egg so white, soybean. tuna, and chicken are the highest branch chain amino acid containing proteins. And then beef is right under. Then the soy protein isolate, that's another thing they make powders out of, right? That. Oh, allegedly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much your, about that. Allegedly, soy protein boosts your estrogen. Yeah, I've heard that from... From from carnivores, kind of You'll that's where their way of shitting on the vegans. Man boobs, right? Um, that's why I, that old joke I heard was, you know, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. The way to a vegan's heart is through his vagina. <laughs> that's sexist. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> um, okay, this is an interesting chart here. So beef, then soybean protein, isolate cashews. Edamame. Hmm. Interesting. Basically soybeans. Cashews, they'll watch out. Yeah, cashews are full of calories, calories right? Ooh. Yeah. Calories will bite you in the ass. And it's pea, like 7,000 calories for four cashews. And pea protein concentrate. Then just says it's vegetables. PEA, by I, like, the way. I like how it just says vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> like, P- is there no difference between all the different millions of vegetables out there? House cricket. Chocolate covered. What crickets. the F? Kidney be- kidney bean. I almost said kidney bears. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> kidney beans, fresh fruit, rolled oats, peanut meal, wheat, gluten, and almonds. Almonds. How many times do you hear people eating almonds going, oh, good source of protein? Says who? Yeah. Why did you? Who told you that? Not this chart. This chart doesn't <laughs> well, say Well, nobody it. does. People just make shit up. Let's go to get protein in. So I'm eating so almonds, again, the worst possible food you can pick. So here I'm getting I'm getting crushed again because it says egg whites. You can buy them by the carton at Costco. I know. I think I need to buy some egg white and then throw in a real egg, you know, for every certain amount or whatever. You know oh. what I don't like about egg whites, though? They taste like shit. Compared to the yeah, because the, fat tastes freaking good. Yeah. And that's why the yolk is so. Well, and they're hard to cook too. You gotta have the. That's why you gotta mix, a, mix an egg in. That's oh. why even Naaman says. I just put it in my shake. Yeah, that works too. Wow, like Rocky. <laughs> he was chugging whole eggs. He should have chugged True. egg whites. Right, he would have won that in the first one. Dummy, he doesn't know what he's doing. All right, so that was that's muscle protein synthesis. So basically. That's the process that repairs the muscle after muscle protein breakdown when protein is lost as a result of exercise. So if you're trying to get fitter and grow your muscles, I mean, how important is protein to, re- to support this process? Scientists measured intensity by something called a one rep repetition. Yeah, the yeah. one rep max, one rep, one repetition maximum, meaning the maximum Wonder. weight you can lift for one rep. Oh, it goes into a little bit of uh, 
it's basically saying if you lift under 40% of your one rep max, you will not generate this muscle protein synthesis. Meaning, let's say your maximum bench press was 100 pounds. You better not be doing reps of under 60 pounds. Otherwise, you're not going to achieve this. Even if exercising to failure, low-intensity exercise will do little to increase MPS and as such will not increase muscle mass. That's interesting. Because you would think, let's say I'm at home and let's say I can bench 100 pounds just for round numbers, right? Um, And all I have is, uh, let's, 25-pound dumbbells. So uh, that's 50 pounds, right? And I, I, I would just say, well, just do more reps. What they're saying here is because of the lack of intensity per rep, you're not going to generate, you're not going to stimulate the muscle enough. You have to be at least at 60 pounds or higher in order to trigger that stimulus. You know, this is proof that you can just put anything on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I did type this up earlier. Right. Um, The anabolic window, your protein window within 30 minutes, blah, 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 has been pretty debunked. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I, that's why I didn't mention that because I've heard that same thing. Yeah, but it, it mentions it in the article right. where it says to make sure you get it so, within 30 minutes. What do you think about what what I just said, though, or what I just I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that high rep. So intensity is more – so basically keep your sets to 60% of your one rep max. That's why they make T-shirts more. that say lift heavy shit. Lift heavy, yeah. They don't make T-shirts that say lift moderate weights. So you need to figure out what your one rep max is and then stay – You can't do anything without it. Yeah. <laughs> you you right. need to establish a one rep max yep. for which ones? The five big lifts. Yes, sir. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's interesting, though. And otherwise, you're just really freaking spinning your wheels. And it takes longer. Because if you're doing 50 yeah, pounds, I'll just do more reps. It's like, well, you want to take longer and get less results? I love your epiphany moment. Yeah. I do, but this is pretty common knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so mean? <laughs> I'm, uh, We're it, talking to regular people I know, out here, bro, Jim, bro. I, right, I agree. And that's awesome. People need to hear this, but <laughs> it's just one of those things where you're like. See, I'm looking at the world through a child's eyes. All right. I'm looking at nutrition and fitness through a child's eyes. And I have a sense of wonder and naivete. See, now. So let me see, enjoy it. See, now, you know, now I know what you feel like <laughs> during the day when you're doing IT shit. <laughs> and you're like, I can't log on my computer. And then you tell them. <laughs> can't believe you didn't know this. I'm not. I'm very empathetic at all times. Did you try it back, I'm, not, I'm nothing but empathetic at all times. <laughs> and we never shit on anybody after we walk away. <laughs> right. You're not the Nick, the company's IT guy. Exactly. It's the best SNL skit ever. Yeah, so my big takeaway from that, well, two takeaways. You got to eat. You got to hit your protein targets to support this process, and you got to lift with high intensity, not more reps. Lower reps, higher intensity, in order to support that muscle growth. And if you're going to lift with a sixty percent or above, actually preferably around sixty percent, mm-hmm. have a spotter. Yeah, it's unless yeah. you want to end up in our gym fail. Yeah, watch one of our reaction videos where we see a bunch of people failing at various lifts. <laughs> All right, so that was muscle protein synthesis, everyone. All right, well, like I said in the intro to the show, I am Josh. I'm a sugaraholic, right? So 
We're going to talk about food addiction, carb addiction, sugar addiction, just whatever you want to. Is it real? Is it real? Is it bullshit? Well, let's pull up the actual definition and just see if it fits. Here's the definition, not of food addiction, just of addiction, and see if we can the apply word this to addiction. Food. The word addiction, the state of being compulsively committed to a habit or practice, or to something that is psychologically or physically habit forming, as narcotics, to such an extent that its cessation causes severe trauma. <laughs> How the fuck is you it not sugar? You just described me. Getting, How is it not sugar? Trying to get off sugar. But see, I'm going to get pissed off. That pisses me off <laughs> when these nerds on the internet are like, it's, clin- it's not technically, it's not the clinical definition of addiction unless it's releasing serotonin. Shut up. I'm going to punch you right in the throat. You sound like if you have problems not eating it, yeah, then you're addicted. If, yeah. I don't care what you want to call it. The, you have problems stopping. Yeah. Oh, dude. And if you're mentally, like you said, when you were stopping chewing or whatever, you said the nicotine is out of your system. In 36 and, hours. Yeah, so you knew that it wasn't that anymore. It was psychological. Yeah. Then I was doing, knew I was just being a bitch. Yeah, and then you had to, at that point, it's just discipline. Right. You know, and that's, but people think that the sugar or the carb, and I guess we should define what we're talking about. I mean, it's sort of food addiction, but to me, for me, the biggest, and maybe this is different for everybody, you know, but for me, it's the highly processed carbohydrates and sugar. Um, you know, that's, that's the things that affect me negatively when I consume them or overconsume them. It's the, and it's hard to stop eating them because they were designed in a fucking laboratory to be addictive. To be hyper, hyper freaking palatable. So hyper palatable, like Gary Taub's coin, when I first read his good calories, bad calories, that you you just want to keep going. Right? right. Like we talked in our first episode, you know, how when we realized we had problems. And here's another parallel to addiction. Uh, serious, like alcohol or drug addiction. You know, I, I don't want to minimize... Or say that it's necessarily Ow. the same. <laughs> you can't. Uh, yeah, I don't want to minimize people's real struggles with alcohol and drugs by saying, you know, me me wanting Oreos is similar because obviously it's not life ruining. You know, like no, as bad. It could but be. It just could, takes longer. Yeah, exactly. But I, I do want to draw some parallels to it. You can eat a bag of Oreos and go and still drive to work. Exactly. I, you know, I want to. I want to still take care of your kids. But I want to say there is some a lot of parallels to it, though. For sure. For me, I can't eat those in moderation. Nope, it's impossible. It's at, you know, so it has to be abstinence. So that's why fasting is such a powerful tool for me, because if I'm just going, well, I'm not eating this today, or you know, until supper or whatever, it's a lot easier for me to, instead of somebody scripted out a nutrition plan and it said you get three Oreos, you get this much pasta and you get a steak or whatever, I'd be like, don't even put that shit on there. Just give me another half of a steak. Right. (laughs) Because it triggers the monster. Yeah. And the junkie. And next thing you know, you're, you know, you're selling your mom's shit. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, you're going through people's, Dad's new wee whackers at the pawn shop. (laughs) Right. So I could buy some chips. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's, it's funny because that's what happens to me. No, I mean, I it's get, like a doctor, whatever is it, Dr. Jekyll, Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. I mean, 
when I'm fasting and feeling great, like I do a, you know, I just did before our last episode, I did a three day feeling awesome. The minute I put a can piece of candy or anything like that in my mouth, I'm like, <laughs> well, it's yeah. literally animalistic and you it feel is. like, and you're, yep. you're searching it out. Yep. It's freaking scary. I mean, it's so, you know, again, not to minimize people with real drug and alcohol problems, but it's similar in its hold that it has on you. Of course, the effects aren't as devastating unless they kill you through type 2 diabetes and heart attacks and stuff. But um, it mentally and psychologically, to me, it's just as hard to stop, especially when in society it's completely not only tolerated, but encouraged. Celebrated. Celebrated. And Watch literally TV and celebrated. look at the commercials. Oh, what, yeah. What do you do for birthdays? It's yeah. literally when you're celebrating. What do you celebrating. do in any cultural celebration up in the upper Midwest? Eat, eat, eat your ass off. What are we going to eat? What are you going to eat? Hot dish. Got to feed them. Hot dish and buns. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, so you know, you're fighting against that because it's like if you walked into a, you know, your grandma's house and she just, hand, and you're trying to be sober and she just handed you five beers said, here, this is what we're having. I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's celebrated. So it's psychologically very similar. Oh, come on. It's just one time. <laughs> it's just one celebration. Right. You don't uh, understand, Granny. Yeah. It's and, one celebration, but I'm going to leave here and stop at the Snickers store. The Snickers store. Uh, the Snickers store. <laughs> store. <laughs> it's on the, the liquor way home. store. The Snickers yeah. store. See? Holy Freudian, Freudian slip. <laughs> That's freaking fun. I'm gonna be man. stopping at Dairy Queen on the way home, dude. Getting a Snickers Blizzard. What? What did you say? Some when somebody was I don't know. It's probably funny having trouble sticking into their diet, and you said, "Yeah, there's probably a freaking thing of Fig Newtons under her car seat." Oh right, <laughs> <laughs> that happens for sure. It does. People hide it. I've oh, talked yeah. to people. I've talked to people who used to their their wives would say, "Honey." I want you to be able to be here for our children. I need you healthy. Can and, you do that for me? And you're thinking like they must be pounding down, you know, wild turkey and stuff, and they're hiding it in the, right. their dresser drawers. But right. no, it's food, right? Yeah. And I talked to these people, and they're like, yeah, my wife would pleaded with me. And I said, all right, honey, this is it. I'm going to do it. And joined the gym, and I started running every day. And I started eating perfect. And then it, after about a month... I would literally stop at McDonald's on my way home and scarf down a number two or whatever they are. Now I don't even remember. Yeah. And then come home and eat dinner. Holy shit. He just had to get his fix first. Just because he would get home. Well, he'd get home and he'd have a reasonable chicken breast and the rest and a bunch of Brockstein broccoli (laughs) and a glass of lukewarm tap water. (laughs) Right, which was not hitting the spot. No, he's he looking, didn't scratch that itch at no. all. No, so then he'd get home and this is delicious, honey. And then he'd scarf it down and he'd be like, "Oh, I'm stuffed." Well, yeah, because you just had 900 calories in <laughs> one burger no plus fries and a milkshake. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, and he's th- hiding it. it he's sneaking it. And if that's not a hallmark, right? Of it, yeah, addiction, it's exactly the same. You know, again the. Life consequences might not be as dire, but it's very similar. Immediately dire. So here's a uh, on WebMD talking about food addiction. Um, 
So it says, the idea that a person can be addicted to food has recently gained increasing support. That comes from brain imaging and other studies of the effects of compulsive overeating on the pleasure centers in the brain. Boom, see, right there. Experiments in animals and humans show that for some people, the same reward and pleasure centers of the brain that are triggered by addictive drugs like cocaine and heroin are also activated by food especially highly, or as Gary Thompson would say, hyper-palatable foods. Highly palatable foods are rich in sugar, fat, salt. I mean, a freaking donut. That's why donuts are so freaking good. That, 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 that's the ingredients for a donut. Exactly. <laughs> it's engineered to make you want more of it. The only reason you stop eating donuts is because you're literally fucking stuffed. Stuffed or socially Social pressure. Yeah, you don't want to look like a like complete Josh, is that your fifth? <laughs> right. It's like on The Office when Kevin was eating those brownies. And just <laughs> like, do you even taste them? Right. Or are you just swallowing them whole? <laughs> I love when he dropped the whole thing of chili. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> um, okay, like, like addictive drugs, highly palatable foods trigger feel-good brain chemicals such as dopamine. Once people experience pleasure associated with increased dopamine transmission in the in the brain's reward pathway from eating certain foods, they'll quickly feel the need to eat again. I mean, there you go. That's they're why, hungry. That's why you overeat Doritos. Because they think. No one's ever had four Doritos. It just doesn't happen. If, well, yeah. But I can eat eggs and a steak and be like, all right, that was good. Yep. I'm done. I don't be like, I'm not like. Prowl, literally prowling around mm-hmm. in the kitchen looking for more steak. What else is there? I'm satiated. Yep. And that goes back to our, the first time we mentioned Pit Ted name in a, a bunch of episodes ago was the satiety per calorie. Yep. Right? Because a steak and eggs is way high on just, satiety. I just need, people are just like, I just need a fix. Yeah. Like baking chips, like chocolate chips used for baking to, oh, to, yeah. to you know, satisfy Curve their it. sugar craving. Yep. It's like an alcoholic drinking um, a teeny little shot and just trying to... No, it's like them rummaging through the house and drinking oh, yeah, vanilla. Right, exactly. Vanilla extract. Or cough like syrup. Taking a shot. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, compulsive overeating. So, you know, and a lot of times people say, well, it's just their willpower. If they, You know, these people, they're fat just because they can't control it. Well, we don't say that about alcoholics. Right. No, we say it's a real disease, and you know they have to be treated as such. So now, if the science is stating that food can be equally as addictive, then don't you have to apply the same type of principles? You know how do you how do you break that? I mean, I struggle because I'm. See, we don't. We're, we're not. Gonna, I'm a kind of like suck it up kind of dude. You know, like just white knuckle it, do what you have to do kind of guy. But we're not the the right people to have this debate because we're not going to debate. Right. <laughs> but the people who would debate us say, no, it's, it's just the relationship with food. That's the, 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 the root. And some of that's true. Like the patterns you've established, you know, like, or I don't know if you've just the patterns you've established over your life. Like if, if you were ever in a family that ate in front of the TV, right. You know, that's a bad one. And we weren't. Or, Every time you watch, well, you, for me, here's a big one. I, I can't go to a movie and not snack. So when because I'm because it's to part night, of the experience. Oh, and it's just 
I just have associated those two together. Well, yeah, it's part so of the experience. Long, it's a tradition. Right? But when I'm trying to diet and eat properly, I should not. I mean, you should just go to the damn movie, right? So, but it's hard, very hard to do. Agreed. So plan for it. Right. So either abstain or Fast have a heavier meat stick or whatever. Don't have the you know the popcorn yeah. and the Twizzlers and the depends on your goals. Right. But I'm saying if you're, if you're somebody that's trying to stop, which for me, carbs are the lever, right? The processed sugars and the carbs yep. are the lever. So I can't go to the movie and eat the popcorn and the Twizzlers. So that's not part of my plan. So now I have to either just go there and just be like, I just have to be okay with just watching the damn movie. Or I got to, you know, have a, some jerky or whatever. Yeah. So that I'm not completely crushing my my plans. Um, but I still have that, you know, same kind of, and, and that's the question is, do you try to rid yourself of the habit or do you just modify and eat some beef jerky and say, all right, well, at least I didn't eat popcorn and Twizzlers. I've learned to have the popcorn and Twizzlers. Oh. And just See, now, and balance around it. Here's Okay. Then there's a difference between food addiction and alcohol addiction because you would never, ever say to an alcoholic just go, it's New Year's Eve, just go have the three shots of vodka. Because right? the risk versus, but you know what? That, 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 sci- that science is changing. There's a ton of science suggesting right now that there's many, many, many recovering alcoholics could do that and be just fine. Could socially drink? Yep. Oh, shit. But risk versus reward. Yeah, right. They're why, like, why even, <laughs> no way. Why would I even risk it? Why would that? I risk the last 10 years of my life that I just gave to to straighten it out and becoming clean. Oh no shit. Just to see. Cause just from my own behavior, I know that if I have the Twizzlers, then it's like stopping at the Snickers store on the way home. Right. 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 <laughs> You've awake, I don't. awakened the beast. See, I've And you I've, have to know yourself, I guess. That's and I've gotten there. to the point where um see I'm lucky because if I go to a movie, we get a large popcorn to share with the three of us. Right. And then we each get our own pop. I'm not a big popcorn person. and But you don't have it now having Twizzlers and Milk Duds no. with it. No. Once in a while. See, that's me. I go over the freaking. If cliff. I haven't eaten and my calories are in check and or if I know I have like a super hard workout, I'm going to burn 5,000 calories tomorrow. Yeah. I'll get um, Junior Men's. Okay. But Emmy only eat half of them. But it doesn't start you down a spiral. No. Of consumption, overconsumption. Nope, nope. Because See, for me, because it it's because it's there. Right. It's not at the house. Oh, it's yeah. not a bunch of them in the cupboard. That's a big. Po- that's a good point too. And for me, I had to tell my wife, we can't have the shit in the house. Right. If if it's in there, I'm gonna the, the beast is gonna come out. Yep. And you're not gonna be able to hide it. Yep. And then she gives you. That's your problem, not mine. <laughs> I'm no. buying it. No. Good well, luck. And luckily, she doesn't. But you know. Thing is, all of a sudden, you know, I can never find like if uh, you know I'm looking for something, I can never find it. If there's carbs in the house, I'm finding that shit. Oh yeah, where are my keys? I, I don't turned, know, I turned the... into a truffle pig all of a sudden. Like the shit's not getting Can't away find from my me. Goddamn car keys anywhere, but I know there's cookies under that second drawer <laughs> behind the Tupperware. Exactly. All right, so let's talk about. Here's another site. It's actually called FoodAddictionInstitute.org. So it says, every day in casual conversation, we hear people say, I'm a f- junk food junkie. I'm a chocoholic. I need my sugar fix. That reminds me of the, remember the onion? Yeah. They had a hilarious headline, oh, geez, 10, 15 years ago that says, I'm like a chocoholic, but for booze. 
<laughs> Very funny. Clever. Um, so yeah, it's, here's this point we were just making. It can be difficult f- for people to take food addiction seriously. However, for anyone that is currently struggling with true food addiction, AKA food dependency or food related substance use disorder, that's new. It can be very serious for most. The road has un- undoubtedly been long and difficult today. The vast majority of people, including those in the medical community don't understand why or how people can become addicted to certain foods. Happily, this is changing as more and more scientific evidence becomes available. Exactly. And there's a, when I said before, we don't have, the, you and I are just going to agree. So there's not really going to be a traditional debate. No. But the, the, the thing is, is there are people out there right now in the tr- nutrition space who will, to the death, argue that there's no such thing. That it's not even anywhere close. No, does, no there's nothing. You there, never call it does it an not exist. It's not an addiction. It's, it's just a, a lack of unhealthy willpower. relationship with or food. Just a lack of willpower. Right. Say. Yeah. That's, yeah. So it, it's just complete bullshit. But mm-hmm. again, it's, and then how do you solve it? Because again, you can't abstain. You know, like you can, if you're hooked on heroin, you just don't do heroin and you don't need to consume heroin every day to live. Just like, like you do need to consume food. You know, so True. that's tough. Like how, you know, how do you fix it? And, True. You know, I don't know. For me, it is literally just discipline and willpower. For you, you brought up a good point a couple of weeks ago when you I'll said, uh, when you said, uh, uh, first time for everything, when you said <laughs> that, uh, but the, the flip argument is people say, well, see, when you're an alcoholic, you don't need alcohol to live. You need food to live. Right. But you still drink water. Yeah. You do have to drink. Yeah. So you're still yeah, drinking. I saw somebody say that. So, yeah. Um, but like heroin, that's why I used heroin specifically oh, okay, because, okay. you know, you don't have to inject heroin <laughs> right, you don't to have survive. To, right. You right. just have to abstain. Right. Whereas, you know, basically you're saying don't eat this, but eat that instead. But you still have to go through the, the motions and the behaviors of eating and you have to do it every day. More importantly, so you have to be around people who eat those shitty foods. Oh yeah. Constantly. Well, and even, and, and those people are a, a lot of times. Even the people who care about you the most, the closest to you, will say, right to your face, "Tough, tough hop. That's your problem." Yeah. Oh yeah. Or I've had this too when I was just eating a ton of meat. Some very intelligent family members say, "Jesus, clog your damn arteries doing that." Right. I mean, they're just shitting on yep. what you have learned to be. The healthiest and work, works for you and keeps you off the carbs. Yep. And they're saying, boy, that ain't good. I'm working hard. My numbers are down. I'm, I've yeah. never been fitter. And they're shitting on your, yeah. what you're making healthy choices. And they're going, I'm going to clog your damn arteries doing that, you know, or say you're ruining the environment or, you know, you're killing the animals, you know, all the arguments that the typical vegans have right. against eating meat. Right. And, but yeah, that peer pressure is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Even from people that love you, right, in your immediate family, and I think a lot of it, well, it's just reflexive learned behavior. Yep, because you think red meat equals all those bad things. Sure. So you want to shit on it, but you know, man, there's also a certain component to the food part that there is that parallels the booze part, and that is, well, you are so much more fun when you're drinking. Oh yeah. Well, you'd be way more fun if you ate this, pizza, ate these nachos with us yeah, instead of nachos, just sitting there with your arms crossed. Yep. Oh, yeah. So then what do you do? The peer pressure. You stop going. Yep. 
hey, we're going for nachos, happy hour nachos. Well, I'm, I'm not going to do any of those things. And I talk to people all day at work anyways. <laughs> yeah. So see you Monday. Yep. That's tough. Well, because like you said, last week or the week before, you might have to get new friends. Right. You know, because if you're, if you're a fat dude and you're going to get turned into the healthy dude, you might not be hanging out with the same people two years later. And it might not be your choice. Well, right. They, they, might, they just, might. They might say, "I just can't stand this." Yeah, you're just freaking annoying. All you yeah. talk about is pumping iron. And Even if you don't talk about it, though, what they'd see, they see in themselves what they know that, and you, they see in you what they know they need to do. Right. And it's a constant reminder of how shitty they're living, and, and they just yeah. don't want that reminder. Yeah, it's just it's too in their face. You could not say a fucking word, not one word, and they'll be like, "Well, you're just so preachy." <laughs> I, I didn't say anything. Right. That's why I actively try not to shit on people that I know are eating like complete shit in front of me. Yep. Because I'm a, like you say all the time, watch your own bobber, right? Right. I mean, if somebody asks for my advice, I'll tell them. But, uh, you know, if I'm at work and they're chowing down donuts, it's like, whatever, man. Yeah. I, I'll, I won't say anything. I don't care. And if they'll offer me one, I'll be like, no, thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then you but I don't go into my, I don't launch into my... Listen to my podcast. I'll tell you why that's stupid. You know, I just. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Contrary to what people might think based on my social media persona, I don't do that either. <laughs> but when people say, well, what do you care? Is it your job? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or if they ask your opinion. Yeah. But. Or if they ask for help. Right. The but, problem, the, the thing I struggle with the most, though, is when I see blatant food addiction. And, and especially when people say it doesn't exist, but when I see people struggling with food, I just want to grab them by the face and go, yeah. I can help you. Yeah, this doesn't have to be this way. Yes. Yeah. And 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 also, the, one thing I just thought of, too, when people say, there's no such thing as food addiction. There's just, there's, disordered, there's disordered eating in an unhealthy relationship with food. You've never seen an obese people... Or an, you've never sat down with an obese person and had them bawling uncontrollably saying, I can't stop eating. Right. I cannot stop. Well, so yeah, tell exactly. me again, there's no addiction. Exactly. Well, think about how difficult it is to maintain the level of calories they have to put in their mouths every day. Like right. when you watch that 600-pound live show, yep. they're stuck in their bed. That right. means they have tricked somebody into funneling food their yep. way. yep. Because all they would have to do is just eat, you know, not eat. If that person just didn't bring them as much food, they would start dropping weight like crazy. Even if they just had to get up. Right. So it takes a tremendous amount of effort to get that much food in your stomach every day. Right. Just like, you know, have you ever watched that show Intervention on A&E where they- No, I hate it. They find, you know- It's- so drug addicts and they confront them eventually and have yeah, an intervention like and hopefully it. take them off. I like laughing. Right. But the funny thing is, well, not funny, but the interesting thing is they have to work so freaking hard to keep that addiction going. Oh, right. Because money just doesn't fall out of the sky. Mm-mm. They got to turn tricks. They got to steal from people. They got to yep. go out there and work. Right. I mean, so they're putting serious effort into maintaining into acquiring the substance. Yep. You know, it doesn't just get handed to them. So, you know, Whereas food is little Debbie's are 99 cents. True, but it's, <laughs> but again, like a 600 pound life, they oh, have to work hard to, to shovel get, it in. Yep. So it's not from a lack of effort. 
because they're putting out oh, a ton right, of effort right, into either right. acquiring that much food or acquiring that much drugs. Correct. So they're you know it's not like they're being lazy. In fact, they're working extra freaking hard. Yeah. To to acquire this stuff. So it's really just that you need to refocus that power, that effort. That's why I get super pissed off when I hear people like other nutrition coaches or people that are in that nutrition space. And they say, I've sat with that person who's crying uncontrollably right. and says, I just can't fucking stop eating. I just can't control myself. Yeah. Even if I don't have it in the house, I go buy it mm-hmm. and I scarf it down in my car. Again, it takes I, effort. I can't yep. control myself. And then you have people within this space going, well, work with me. I'll teach you how to eat those foods and still live your life and, and right. eat those foods you love and, and, and still lose weight. Yeah. They have fucking no clue. That's the whole. That they're just, they're sabotaging them. The whole, that's why the whole Nutrisystem commercial is all like melty pizza being pulled. Right. Ice cream and brownies. And, and that's why when, when I talk to people, the people are like, all right, Dwayne, I'm, I'm done. I need, to, I need to hire you. And the first thing I do is I say, this isn't going to be rosy. You're not going to eat the foods that you that got you here. Yeah. I don't care what anyone told you in the past. It's not about pizza and cookies, but just in portions. At least right. not right now. Right. Not right because now. Because of the addictive. You're not going to be nature. able to eat the foods that got you here. Exactly. Not for a while. Mm-hmm. And anyone, and I don't care if you work with me or who you work with, but anyone telling you differently is lying to you. Right. You're not going to get to eat those foods. Yeah, Stop lying to you people. You might eventually, like you said, get to the point where you can be a person who eats those in moderation, of which I am not one, and I know that. And you've reached that point where you can go to the movie, you can have a little bit of popcorn. I'm better off just either fasting during the movie or eating some beef jerky. And, you know, maybe people can get there, but that's years down the road. Yeah, it's it yeah. could be years. Could be years. Um, but the... Anyone, again, I'll reiterate it, and I can't say it enough. If somebody, if there's a company out there or a nutrition coach out there or a program or whatever it is, I don't care. If they're telling you that, come work with me and you'll be able to still eat the foods you love, run. Yeah. Run in the other direction. Because it's just fucking marketing. They're they're just trying to to get your credit card number and you're going to fail. And no, just, just don't. In fact, they count on that. Like that's for why, sure they do. That's why Nutrisystem and all those places they count on you failing and re-upping mo- more than once. Well, what, when it, well, here's what ends up happening: <laughs> is they they go, all right, Josh. What if I told you that I, I could get you to drop thirty pounds in the next ninety days, and you could still eat the food you love? That got you Ooh, here. Sounds good. Just give me your credit card. Swipey swipe. Perfect. Okay. Now, now that you're on board. Mm-hmm. Throw those fucking Oreos out. Yeah, but you, you can't said, eat pizza anymore. But, you said I, but, but what the hell? Yeah, sorry about that. Thanks for the 300 bucks, though. <laughs> or like Nutrisystem and those things, they're just trying to sell you the food, right? Right. So they want to drop ship, auto ship that food to you. And basically all they're doing is calorically restricting. You know, like that's why you look at those pizzas and you can tell they're crap, Oh, sure, crappy sure. And- oh, you're right, Josh. I did tell you you can still eat those foods you love. Okay, here's your meal plan Here, for tomorrow. Here's my first bite. Here's your, yeah, here's a, slap it out of your hand. Here's your meal plan for tomorrow. <laughs> One quarter of an Oreo. <laughs> right. Told you. Yep. You can still eat them. Still eat Oreos. Yep, I didn't lie to you. Uh, yeah. See, and, you know, like you said, I would rather just not eat the, oh, the 
for now. One Oreo. Yeah, it like I tell people, if you're if you're obese and you have a ton of weight to lose, it's gonna suck for a little while. Right, because there's a reason, like you said before, these foods were made in laboratories to taste super so fucking good. So you can't good. eat one because they're trying to make money. They don't make money if you eat one. Exactly. You need to be buying the chip company's goddamn marketing is says nobody can eat just one. Right. It's the whole point. <laughs> Once you pop, you can't stop. Right. <laughs> That's literally, yep. I mean, they acknowledge it. Right. They set, they t- s- scream it from the rooftops. Yeah, they're rubbing it in your face. Yeah, they're like, they're, look how freaking addictive these chips are. They yep. literally say it in the freaking commercials. Yep. Oh, dude. But, and the bottom line is, you know, whether or not it's technically an addiction or it's in the medical books as an addiction, doesn't matter. All that matters is the outcomes. Right. So yeah. who cares? Give I mean, it a name. It's semantics yeah, at that point. Who gives a shit? I don't care what you find. Then don't call it an addiction. I'm struggling with this food or this group of foods, and I can't stop eating them no matter what I do. Well, it's not an addiction. Okay. Well, whatever. You didn't. Oh, in that case, <laughs> I guess I can stop eating them. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. Now that I know it's not an addiction, I'll just, I guess I'll just stop. Right. Since Asshole. It definitely doesn't have a hold on me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jeez. Holy shit. I don't get it. And I don't get what the what the point. What's the point? What are they accomplishing well, by telling people what's well, not really an addiction? Well, because you want to always out victim the other person. So, you know, if you're an alcoholic, you don't want somebody saying food is an addiction because then But it, these are coaches. These are people in a position of helping another right. person who's struggling, who thinks that they may have, have, they have an addiction to a certain food, food group, and they're going, it doesn't exist. Right. Well, number one, like you said, they're trying to market. Yep. So they want their services to be purchased and multiple times if possible. Right, right, <laughs> you know, right. you coming back every January. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, that know. 12 weeks didn't cut it. Well, Josh, <laughs> throw me that credit card again. Hey, we'll, we'll get there. There's 52 weeks in a year. That means you can hire me four times, four <laughs> right. different times when, right. when you fail. Yeah, I mean, there, well, there's that, and then there's just the whole. They don't want to. I don't know. They did. They feel like then it takes away from the. You know, they don't get to say you're just lazy anymore. Right. You know, they they don't want to admit that it's a real mental chemical problem. Well, here's my theory. Shit on if you want. I don't oh, care. I'm prepared. I don't care. I'm ready. Here's the problem. If you go to a registered dietitian. Or a certified nutritionist. Right. <laughs> or, or a registered dietitian or a certified nutritionist, and you say, I need your help. I'm addicted to certain foods. What does that do? It automatically disqualifies them from helping you because it's not about food anymore. Oh. Now it's mental health. Right. So they have to steer it back and make it about food. Mm. Otherwise, uh, okay. otherwise they're out. I'm picking up what you're laying down. So that's not crazy. I know, but no, it's not too crazy. I just think that the, that's their angle, right? So it's got yeah, right. So well, plus I mean, it just flies in the face of what they've been taught too, right? You know, so they're they're unless they're unless this stuff is making it into the training, you know, that's currently being taught to nutritionists graduating right now, which I doubt. Right. You know, because they're still teaching the pyramid and all the other antiquated crap. Well, see, and this is the whole reason why for my company, Next 40, is I handle the food stuff and Mel handles mental health stuff. Right. Because it is real and it does come up. And there are times when I have to go, Mel, you got this one. Right. This is outside of my scope. I I, got to stay in my lane. This isn't 
my expertise. Exactly. And because like I said, even though if it's not a, you know, in the diagnostic manual or, or whatever they call that, pragmatically, that doesn't matter. Right. All that matters is, are we getting the results? You right. Know, so, if they, so if they're behaving like it's an addiction, then we need to treat it like, like right. that and deal with it. And so what happens if, if they're, if they're emotional triggers for now we're going to get super deep, uh, but I, I won't mm-hmm. go too far down this rabbit hole, but what happens when, cause this is real. I'm not, this isn't hypothetical. What happens when that I mean, emotional, like if I say my uncle used to finger me and exactly. give me an Oreo after every time. If, if there's an emotion, <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's not funny though, because it is people who are, well, their emotional trigger yeah. is because of traumatic excuses oh, when they're yeah. children. Yeah. And all of a sudden now it's not like, oh, sorry about your scumbag uncle. Right. But just try harder. Which, by the way, I made that up. That did not happen. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to have to have a conversation right. uh, while we're not recording. Um, but no, seriously, if somebody has those emotional triggers and that's the demons they're fighting, that's causing this unhealthy relationship with food. Yeah. You there's, have to deal with there's that. There's no fucking meal planning that's going to solve that. Yeah, exactly. There's no macros because, that are going to solve that. Yeah, because the meal plan that Dewey made for me, you're just going to go, well, fuck this. Yeah. I, I feel like shit. I'm going to eat some ice cream. Because it'll make me feel better. Exactly. And that's just, again, to, to draw the parallel between alcoholism and everything else, that's the same reasons people drink. For sure. Right? Just to Self-medicating. Drown, self-medicate, drown that stuff yep. out. I need to feel better. Right. I need that boost of dopamine. Exactly. Whatever, yeah. yeah. Right. That's, That's their drug. Yep. But they're not addicted. It's not a real thing. Yeah. So really, I mean, you have to deal with that root psychological stuff. If you have that as an issue, you have to deal it, with if, that. And if, and if, oh, here it comes. You have your bomb thing ready. Okay. If you are considerably open. Is that right? That's really shitty thing. <laughs> if you, most of the time. Obviously, there's varying degrees, and you can't just make blanket statements. But yeah. most of the time, if you really struggle with food, um, it that's it. That's it. What's it? That's the underlying, the emotional. I can say that again so that I can give you a real bomb. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't say it again. <laughs> we need this repackaged. Okay. It, nine, most of the time. Like I said, though, I don't want to make a blanket statement, but most of the time when people are seriously struggling with food and obesity, most of the time that emotional self-medication is the underlying issue. There we go, baby. So um, you got to address that. I, you know, even as a human robot, which I've been accused of being, yep. kind of like Bill Gates, but just way, way less code lines of code <laughs> and less less zeros sure <laughs> right well all my zeros are after the decimal <laughs> <laughs> you have as many as you want right. <laughs> but you know i've even noticed this in myself you know like uh, something bad will happen and you just feel that like twinge of like you know you want you want to eat something mm-hmm. i mean it's even in a robotic you know Semi-mechanized human. I I, I even feel Insensitive jerk like you. (laughs) That's just not on my programming. Right. It's not how I'm wired. I get it. I get it. But I can, I I do have a tinge of that though. I mean, it's crazy. Really? And I'm not like any, you know, an emotional, like, give me the Ben and Jerry's I just got broke up with, you know, but it's there. 
Yeah. I just don't, I mean, I'm sure everyone has it to varying degrees. I have it with happy. Oh, okay. So if you're it's like, let's celebrate. Oh, let's get it on. Yeah. Get, got a job promotion. Get some French fries in there. Go to the liquor store or the Snickers the store. Snickers store. <laughs> Either one. I'm good. Both. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> They're right next door to each other. Snickers store is free. That's freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, we don't have any good answers here. We're just exploring the topic. You know, we're not, <laughs> we're, uh, we I, think, I don't have a good answer, honestly. We like, think, we think we do. For me, I, at, at next 40, we think we do have so some good answers. Your yeah. wife can handle the emotional side, yep. deal with yep. some of that. And then you're on the yeah meal planning. I mean, and that's food her. Side. Yeah. That's her expertise. Yeah. It's, uh, we should have we should have her on to talk about this because man, oh, it's coming. Trust me, she asks every week. Because yeah, we're just a couple of I'm dummies. You know? Not every week, but <laughs> she doesn't even listen much. Just want to be on it. <laughs> she caught up last week. <laughs> but yeah, it's I you know I don't have the the answers, but you have to deal with it. I mean, for me, it's I have to. It's just it's discipline and willpower, right? It's and and if on to true transparency, that's one of the reasons we're doing this show, right? Is because. I need that sense of right, like, right. You know, oh, you know, Dewey's going to measure me every week. <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, you know, I'm talking about this. I have to. It has to be top of mind. It has to be a priority for me to maintain that. I can't just like push it down and have it be priority number hundred. Right. It has to be high in the priority list. Just like if you talk to alcoholics, they treasure their sobriety. Yep. And they like cradle it and you know tuck it in at night and bathe it and. You know, the, absolutely. You know, they're like, yeah, it's it's a it's it's a priority. Proud of it because if they yeah. don't maintain that, their life goes to shit. Right. And obviously, you know, I'm not gonna. My life isn't gonna deteriorate to the, but my health might. And you know, like we say all the time, it's not you know how long you live. It's your. It's not just your lifespan. It's your health span. Right. I want the lo- the most amount of years where I'm the healthiest and the most v- vital. Right. And th- that's really what's freaking important. Give myself a bomb, baby. Not a boy. All right. Well, we we don't have answers, but it was a good discussion. So needs to be talked about. It does. It's like both of the websites you brought up yeah. said, and I'll put them in the show notes. Um, increasingly, um, there's they're gaining evidence. Yep. They're, they're 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 gathering data and 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 studying it, and the evidence is suggesting that yeah, shit's real. Yeah, because to me and. All I needed to see was it lights up the same pleasure centers at the same, you know, intensity yep. as cocaine and alcohol or whatever. Right. And sugar does the same thing. And, it, you know, I, th- I I didn't find these studies, but I think there's some studies out there where they gave mice the option to get a sugar water drop or a cocaine water drop. And I think they all, like, went for the sugar. <laughs> like yeah, while, but then know, the, the same people will cite studies that say that when given um, sugar – Unlimited supply, they self-regulated. Oh, do they? Yeah. yeah. So it, it it's, you know, to me, uh, I mean, again, N of one, you know. The I mice know, self-regulated, but that's like when, when I was arguing. So the mice with, have more discipline me, than me? This is bullshit. Well, what my argument was to the guy <laughs> I was arguing with was, yeah, that mouse. Right. I know lots of people who can have one beer yeah, a, a, twice a year and not get a not become an alcoholic. Was it every mouse? Right. That could self-regulate? Yeah. If or just wanna, that one in the cage? Yeah, exactly. That's a good point because, yeah, I mean, like, uh, you know, my wife drinks occasionally, but there can be like a six pack of 
whatever in our house for like a year at a time. Right. I mean, you could yep. never do that in, at an alcoholic's house. Right. They'd be like, if it's in the house, it's getting drank. Right. Absolutely. And for me, that's, you know, if the Oreos are in the house, I'm going to find them like a freaking truffle pig. Well, I'm going to know they're there. And this is the, maybe this is the self-regulation in me. But if I know they're there, I will prepare <laughs> for a feast. <laughs> I will not eat for two days and run 17 miles. And So you're like, I'm going to earn these freaking Oreos. Yep. And then earn them on the front side and then pay for them on the back side. No shit. Or just don't eat them. Yeah. For me? <laughs> yep. That's abs- abstinence. The only time That's I do that me. with the Oreos and the almond bark covered Oreos at Christmas oh, time. Dude. That's all. That's the only time I have them. Yeah. Is it around Christmas? Or the chocolate covered peanut butter special <laughs> K bars? <laughs> oh, shit. Yes. Holy shit. And eggnog. Christmas cookies and eggnog. Dude, eggnog is freaking good. Um, All right, well. That's that week of Christmas. Let's go to the Snickers store. (laughs) (laughs) Week of Christmas coming up. I'm going to get ready for it. What's the date? Uh, April? May? No. Yep. It's just right around the corner. Yep. All you got to do is work out for the other 11 and a half months of the year. (laughs) Right. And it won't even bother. It won't even make a difference. (laughs) Where are you going? I'm going to go get the tape. Okay. Yep. We're going to get into... How fat is Josh? All right. Yeah. You want to go through those? All right. Let's. So we're going to measure my waist again. But I filled in everything else. I didn't drop. Just maintain my weight. So let's do the old wasty waist here. I'm getting stronger, though. I can now do 16 chin-ups as of today. 16? 16 chin-ups. Strong ones, too. See, it's cheating for you. Look what happens. <laughs> Below the ribs. I hurt my freaking ribs this Saturday. Loading gear. You hurt your ribs or yeah, I, I hurt hurts. it by doing this? 35. All right. So I'm hanging in there. I think you're plateauing. Yeah, I'm definitely. Well, this is the hard part, right? This is the, this is the hard part. You start to level off and. Those those newbie gains are gone. Newbie gains are gone. The honeymoon period's gone. Every every pound I drop now is I gotta fight for it. And that's like when people say, "But I'm getting stronger though." Yeah. Like I, when I'm doing, I I track every weight I'm lifting. Yeah. And I'm taking that progressive overload thing big time. Like when I started doing chin ups back in January, I was doing six. That's as, that's to fail. I could not get seven out. Now I'm doing sixteen. That's pretty good progress, I'd say. Well, in a back in January, you were doing how many? Six? Six. And I weighed 180, some or 190. Right. Yeah. So you took off a weighted vest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Losing that weight helped a ton, but I am getting stronger, though, because all You know my... how to find out? Put on a weighted vest. See mm-hmm. if, if you can do more than six. Yeah, put on 20 pounds, yeah. Right. Yeah, that would be, then it would be apples to apples. Yep. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, but all my... All my numbers are going up, though. Like, right. I track my, you know. Of course, I'll you're getting stronger. Do the bro split, you know. Yep. And I'm trying to go up by, like, five pounds every week, you know, and it's tough. I mean, I had to go buy 45-pound dumbbells. Really? Yeah, because I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do, like, the, the rows and stuff with the 40s or too late. Sure. You know. Because it wasn't over 60% of your one rep max. Right. And I'm like, shit, I got to go. But that was a good feeling, though. Mm-hmm. One of my 45-pound dumbbells. Yeah. And now that I'm at 45 and I have these adjustable ones that go up to 50, 
if I have to buy new dumbbells because I'm too oh, strong for my 50s, you know, that's going to be freaking awesome. Then at what point do you just join a gym? Well, I'll just buy more weight. Okay. Okay. I'm a gym guy. Yeah. I like leaving the house. See, that's where we differ. Like, I'm in this home gym group. It's funny because there's definitely two camps there. Mm-hmm. There's the guys that are like, I need, I need the community. I need people cheering me on. I need the just the feeling of hanging out. Yep. And I got a destination. Well, in fact, my wife, she, she, I forget where she goes, but it's like sort of a CrossFit, high, high hit kind of thing. Solid core. No, um, Orange Julius. <laughs> <laughs> Orange Julius. <laughs> it's an inside joke. Sorry. That's good. Yeah. No, well, Orange Theory. No it's, no, it's like more of a CrossFit. It's like box jumps. That's what Orange Theory is. Kind of shit. It's not like spinning or whatever. Well, yeah, but that's what Orange Theory whatever. is. Okay. But she's got to go somewhere. I'm like. The inside joke is we had a friend who Orange was Julius saying, I'm going to go to. <laughs> he said, I've been going to Orange Theory. And I said, it looked like you've been going to Orange Julius. <laughs> that is fucking good. <laughs> Oh, shit. But I'm like, you know, seeing the bank statements going, um, you can do burpees in the living room. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. wh- why do you need to go Was that Average Joe's or something like that? I forget the name, but, you know, it's like, you can, especially when it's all of this body weight stuff. Where's it at? Because now it's bothering me. I don't, I don't know, fucking know who it is. Oh, strong, I'll find out. It's not a strong breath, is it? Uh, I don't know. How could you not know? Solid core, is that a thing? Yep. I, I honestly don't remember. Um, you said you were mad about the bank statement. Yeah, I don't remember what it said. It said number. one of those fitnessy kind of names. So that just saw the numbers, <laughs> <laughs> right? And I'm like, yeah, you can, you know, you can do. Bur- you could burpees. own a gym for this. Yeah, you, can, you could do burpees and in installments. The- it's like, how about we do burpees while we're watching TV? Right. Um, but so. yeah, so then, and I'm a home guy. Like, I got my setup. I don't want people there. I like just going on the maximum efficiency. I get it. Way more done in a much shorter period of time. I'm not waiting for any machines. I'm got everything set up exactly how I want. You know, I got the squat rack now. You know, I'm working, True. I'm working my way up to all this stuff. I can do all the stuff. I got the safety arms. You know, and I don't have a problem staying motivated. You know, and for me, it's just like I want to bank get get it done in 45 minutes, and not have the drive time and all that stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's just me. I just I like. But what I would say like is doing something different all the time. Yeah. And what I would say is whatever gets you working out, whatever works. Holy shit, man. Just do then it. Do it. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll applaud anybody that's finding a way to get her done. It's funny in this home gym, I'm in a couple of these home gym, garage gym kind of groups in Facebook. Oh, okay. People make their own shit. Oh, yeah. I've like, seen it. There's dudes in guy. Africa. Like, yeah. And it's all wood and. Wood and like, or they they take a bucket and they fill it with concrete. And make a cable system. And make a freaking, no, they make like a barbell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, like they find just a piece of iron and then they put a concrete that was in a bucket, you know, that's pretty cool. on each side and they're yeah. freaking going for it. It's awesome. like, dude, that's freaking awesome, that's man. just getting it. And they're literally in freaking Africa, you know, they're like, there's like huts and then they got, you know, they're just working out. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, more power to you, man. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, well... That was this weekend. How fat is Josh? Yeah, yeah. Pretty fat. Mm-hmm. You didn't start with that, did you? I did. did you were getting the tape. Oh. All right, guys. Well, oh, yeah, I didn't hear it. That was this week in Fit and Furious. So make sure you're uh, hitting us up on info 
at fitandfurious.com. Send us questions. We love to answer viewer and listener Show ideas. Show ideas. Show yeah. ideas. What do you want to hear about? Make sure you watch YouTube to watch our extra shenanigans. We've been doing some reaction videos to Jim Fails. Check the, those out only in our YouTube channel. Uh, weekly extra content there. We're anywhere audio podcasts are found, Apple, Spotify, anywhere else. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share. Hit up FuriousMerch.com for T-shirts, and we will see you next week. Hey.